Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, my, my name, name is Connor. Connor. I'm, I'm the, the android, android sent by Cyberlife. I hope you all got that reference. To all you fellow video game buffs out there, or even if you're not a video game buff and just spend enough time on the internet, I'm sure you're all somewhat familiar with the recent game Detroit, Become Human. This is a survival adventure game in which an all-too-realistic and futuristic society has adopted the use of human-like androids in nearly every part of life. These androids don't simply stay human-like for very long, as they begin developing emotions and personal connections that lead to a new social movement of androids having to prove their humanity and their place in human society. Now whether you're Team Marcus, Connor, or Kara, I'm sure none of you would argue their humanity. Now that I've caught you on the topic of androids, we will begin exploring the topic of AI, or more specifically, the development of what I will term as emotional AI. Now I am only a student, but a student who has been studying this topic extensively for quite some time, having read articles upon articles and even scholarly works to gather the most compelling information and ideas that I will be sharing with you today. With ever-advancing technology, it is not unlikely to say that someday, possibly in the near future, we may be living with near-human-like technology, like robots or, yes, androids. Or it may not be too far-fetched to say that we are already living in that future, seeing as over 100 million Amazon Alexa devices have been sold, devices we can already have nearly full conversations with, with some exceptions. Now during this discussion, we will navigate through not only emotions in AI, and how emotional AI can be conceptually developed, but also our own perceptions of these emotional AI, and how we may come to live with and accept these androids into our own human idea of society. Now let's start by defining emotions. Although the word seems vague, emotions have been generally agreed upon as consisting of five main components. As explained in Cameron Hamilton's work on the possibility of robots having emotions, these components are as follows. Number one, appraisal, or understanding of the environment and the events of this environment that elicit emotions. Number two, a neurophysiologic reaction, whether that be heart rate, respiration, perspiration, etc. Number three, an action tendency. This is a person's tendency to act upon events. Number four, expressions. These are facial expressions, vocal intonation, body posture, or even body movement. And finally, number five, feelings, perceived or described by the person. So how may it be possible for robots or AI to actually develop these emotions? The aforementioned components of AI are also variable, as there is no one set definition of emotion. Knowing this, many may, and do, argue that robots cannot possibly have emotions as they do not have feelings, one of the main components of emotions. But feelings may not be a vital component to emotions as long as the person or agent, in the case of a robot or android, can work out responses to situations that are judged as being important to that agent's needs and values. Now take for an example, if you're an animal lover like me, hearing of a precious little kitten or puppy who has been extensively abused and neglected. Your initial learning and understanding of the story would be your appraisal. And next you may feel a physical reaction, such as an increase in heart rate or even an urge to cry. This would be a neurophysiologic reaction. You may now feel an urge to act upon this event, maybe by hugging your own dog or even donating to an animal rescue. This is an action tendency. Now during this entire time, you may visually look sad and or angry. This is your expression. And finally, you would perceive feeling some feelings of emotions toward the story, aka sadness and or anger. 
So if we can recognize, as long as robots or machines are able to accurately judge a situation and compute an appropriate response, they can be seen as having emotions. Although we may now understand how robots may be able to have and use emotions, let's take this into the real world and look at how we, as humans, may perceive these emotions through robots. As AI technology advances, we may begin to wonder, will we be able to tell the difference between human and robot emotions? And may we be gullible enough to fall for these artificial emotions? Let's first take a look at a concept called the Uncanny Valley, as referred to by Science Magazine as of March 13th, 2017. This is the inherent discomfort humans feel when perceiving emotions from a non-human intelligence, such as an android or robot. In a study by psychologists of the Chemnitz University of Technology in Germany, Jan Philipp Stein and Peter Oler presented participants with a conversation between two virtual people via virtual reality. When these participants were told they had watched two computers conversing with apparently genuine emotion, they described feeling uneasy and on edge. Later in this same article, it is mentioned that computers or technology that can show apparent social skills may also make users more comfortable in some cases. This suggests that people may be becoming more comfortable with human-like AI and that, at some point, people may begin to lose this perception of the uncanny valley. Now we can try to easily understand this concept of the uncanny valley as feeling that something we know that is not human or real is almost too realistic, to an extent that it makes us uncomfortable. With our new understanding of this uncanny valley of the mind, it may be safe to say that us humans may not be so easily fooled by these computers programmed in artificial emotions. But if the time were to come where we no longer feel this discomfort with artificial emotions, may we begin to see robots as one of us? This leads me into my next point. When faced with the integration of AI, and who knows, it may be in the form of androids, into society, how eager may we be to accept these human-like robots into our society? And can these robots even be counted as human? In response to that last question, yes. Robots or AI, in some cases, may be considered human. According to how Professor J. David Bolter puts it in his journal by the name of Artificial Intelligence, if a computer program acts like a human mind, then it deserves to be counted as one. Now, of course, Bolter is referring to how AI has been programmed to show emotions from human examples of genuine human emotions. So if the emotions these AI are showing are human in nature, then that should, in concept, make the AI somewhat human too. Now, knowing that so many of us have already adopted intelligent technology into our households and daily lives so readily, who's to say we won't be eager to adopt even more personable technology into our lives? Technology that we may be able to hold legitimate conversations with, and as we break through the aforementioned uncanny valley of our minds, have real connections and relationships with. And as I put that final possibility out there and get you thinking one last time, I'd like you to ask yourself if you would be ready to adopt such emotional AI into your life. And yes, maybe even androids. Now, the idea of AI developing true human emotions is definitely a legitimate possibility in our futures, as well as the integration of these AI into our lives, our societies, our families, as humans. No more playing video games to fantasize of such a future of having androids as friends, of having Connor, the android sent by Cyberlife, as your best friend. Maybe, just maybe, one day, Marcus, Connor, and Kara, and all your other favorite androids sent by Cyberlife will be real.